It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now, 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396. Welcome to Ask the Experts. My name's Brian Black. I'm sitting in with Bob Wynn from Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing good for good. a Monday morning. Yeah, good weekend? Uh, not bad. Not, not bad. bad? Did you enjoy the cool weather, or are you missing the hot weather? I'm ready for the cool weather. Yeah? Yep. Well, you're a hunter. You, you had mentioned that earlier, that you, you enjoy hunting, and so that's probably... And uh, I'm originally from Idaho, so... Okay, yeah. so you just, just like cold weather in general. <laughs> I guess so. For- I've got two coats hanging in my closet that I never get to wear. Like, quite literally never. And like, I, I wait for it to drop below 40 degrees so I can put it on for five minutes to walk to the car, so... Well. But then again, I get I get warm weather nine months out of the year. That's so I'm, true. That's I should true. be happy about that. So um, we every Monday morning, we talk on Ask, Ask the Experts about uh, Brian A. Lowe's business of putting your affairs in order. And one of the, uh, you know, this doesn't have to always be uh, end-of-life affairs, as uh, we're learning week to week. Um, it's very important to put everything in order during the course of your life so that you can take care of your family. And one of the major areas um, that... Uh, Brian A. Lowe & Associates takes care of is the area of bankruptcy. And I believe that there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, whether bankruptcy is the magical cure-all for your financial woes that people think it is, or there's a lot of people on the other side that fear it so much that they don't even want to enter into the discussion. So today I think we're going to talk a little bit about what bankruptcy is and, and why it might be a useful tool to set your affairs in order. Bob, what, what is bankruptcy? Well, banker, you mentioned the word tool, and, and, and you're absolutely correct. It is a financial tool. It's a, a, it's a legal process meant to give people a fresh start by relieving burdensome debt. Right. Um, it's been in the news lately with the uh, elections and various uh, campaign or uh, political candidates having – uh, gone through the process right. through corporations, mm-hmm. um, it, it, but there is a lot of misconception, and and um, what I'd like to talk about today is mostly uh, the consumer b- bankruptcy. Okay, uh, so an individual who who may consider using bankruptcy to to fix things. Yes, there there's all there's several different kinds of bankruptcies. Everybody has heard about a Chapter Seven, maybe a Chapter Thirteen, and mm-hmm. and a Chapter Eleven. Um, but there's actually a Chapter Nine that municipalities can go through a, a financial reorganization. Um, a, a, if you are a family farmer, you can file a Chapter Twelve. Um, but but for all intents and purposes, what we see here in Las Vegas are Sevens, Thirteens, and Elevens. Okay, Elevens is a. a, a generally used by corporations to reorganize. Okay. If a corporation is going to go out of business um, and, and can't, they don't, they can't see a way to stay in business, then a corporation can file a Chapter 7. But a Chapter 7 is, is also referred to as a liquidation. Okay. Um, individuals can file Chapter 7s, um, and individuals can also file Chapter 13s. And chap, Chapter 13, real briefly, is, is also referred to as kind of a... a a payback or a reorganization, also for individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the the bankruptcy code um, is designed to attain two goals. The first goal is to get someone out of a financial situation that they can't get out of themselves. Okay. It doesn't do anybody any good if to to keep somebody burdened with debt. Right. It's not good for, of course, the individual, the family, and it's it's not good for society. And bankruptcy's been around since. 
country has been around. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's provisions in the in the, the Constitution that that address uh, the you know the, the con- uh, bankruptcy issues, um, and the the two goals is to one get someone out of debt, and the other one is to make sure that the creditors get treated fair and equally. Okay. So the bankruptcy code is set up to try to accomplish those two goals. Um, everybody thinks that that uh, it, the only purpose of the bankruptcy code is to to, to allow people to n- avoid paying obligations, and, okay. and it's not. Um, in order to attain those two goals, there are significant amount of uh, law that 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 requires a debtor that to, that goes through the process to do certain things okay and in return if that debtor goes through those uh, steps and does what they're supposed to do they get what's called a discharge okay now um, the chapter 7 typically um, will allow someone to file a bankruptcy and retain certain assets. There's all, some people think that if you file bankruptcy, you're going to lose all of your assets. Um, because in, a, in an attempt to attain that second goal of making sure that creditors get treated fair and equally, mm-hmm. the, the bankruptcy trustee, and that trustee is a person that is appointed by the, the U.S. trustee's office to make sure that the bankruptcy codes are complied with. Okay. The trustee has the authority to collect any non-exempt assets, turn them into cash, and distribute those assets to the creditors. Okay. And once the creditors get that, then they go away and they get nothing else. Um, and so we've got certain laws in the state of Nevada that allow us to exempt certain assets. Like what? Well, uh, equity in a house is exempt as their homestead exemption. That ex- exemption is is up to the maximum of the homestead exemption, which is over $500,000 of equity. Okay. Um, household goods are exempt, generally speaking, up to a value of $15,000. Equity in an automobile is exempt. 401ks, IRAs, um, th- those things are exempt. Um, the, the the list of exemptions, Nevada is a, is, is a very uh, liberal state as far as exemptions go. Okay, so they're trying to take care of their people. The, well, you could you could say that, yes. Well, let's say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my question is, um, we've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, about a minute or so. Um, uh, what, where would you find yourself when you need to consider bankruptcy? Is it, are you, are you, is, is there a certain level of debt or is there a certain percentage? When, when one's income uh, is not sufficient to cover your monthly living expenses mm-hmm. and pay all of your creditors what they are expecting you to get paid, you're in a you're in a pro, you've got a problem. You're in a bad situation, and something has to be done because you, you can't do both. I mean, money will only go so far. Right. And and the clients that come in to see me are have, have usually gotten to the point where they just can't pay everybody what they need to pay, and it's very very stressful. It it's 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 not the number one cause of divorce. Um, um, people think that. Other things can are, is the number one uh, cause, but but financial problems can be the, the, the significant hardship on a marriage. Okay, well we'll get back into it in just a minute. If you have a question for Bob Wynn about bankruptcy from Brian A. Lowe and Associates, give us a call here in the studio at 702-257-5396. We'll be back in just a moment on Ask the Experts. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. 
Welcome back. I'm Brian Black speaking to Bob Wynn of, Bo- of Brian A. Lowen Associates. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call today about bankruptcy, our number is 702-257-5396. Before we went into the break, Bob, uh, we were talking about where one might find oneself uh, considering bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, if, there, if there's a is there a rule of thumb that you'd like to reiterate to us? Uh, where What position would you find yourself in that you might need to consider it? Well, I, I guess the, the rule of thumb I would use is when your income is insufficient to meet all of your financial obligations. Okay. When, when, and and it, it, when it doesn't stretch far enough to meet all of your financial obligations, um, you, you have to not pay some of them. And mm-hmm. if you don't pay some of them, uh, creditors will... will Finance. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. want to get paid, and so they, they might file a lawsuit, they right. take action that could be devastating financially to someone that is just struggling to, to make ends meet. Okay. So my, my question for you then is, is if there's a, a tipping point there. So, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular guy. I'm, I'm, I've got a little bit of savings, but I'm generally spending all of my money. Um, and say, for instance, I've got credit card debt out there, and I'm paying my monthly bills on my house and my car, and et cetera, et cetera, and I'm only able to pay, pay the minimum payments on those credit cards. Does that qualify me for bankruptcy, or is that a position where I, I shouldn't consider it? Well, it might qualify you for a bankruptcy, but I always uh, encourage all my clients to consider bankruptcy as a last resort. Okay. Um, if someone is, is meeting all of the minimum payments, um, you know, I always don't think that a bankruptcy is probably in the, their best interest unless something is going to – they know something is going to happen in the future, mm-hmm. such as retirement. I sometimes have clients come in and say, look, I'm, I've got to retire, and, and I'm making all of – I'm still obligated on all of these credit card debts, and I can't do that do that when I retire. Okay. I think, I think in that situation, uh, bankruptcy is probably a good idea. Okay. But, but my – my philosophy, personal philosophy, is it should be considered a last resort. There, it's not. Uh, it's not a cake in the wa- walk in the park, right? Uh, or a cakewalk, <laughs> yeah. or if you combine those two, or metaphors. a cakewalk in the park, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it um, it really should be a last resort type of a situation. Uh, I feel, and and um, it with credit card. Let's bluntly put it: credit cards will give us enough rope to hang ourselves. Right. It. And, and people have gotten to the point, uh, society has gotten to the point where they, if they want a new refrigerator, they don't look at it as an $800 purchase. They look at it as a $10 a month purchase on right. a credit card. Okay. And, you, and credit cards companies will uh, give you as many credit cards as... Sure. As Big they, limits, low, low interest for the first year, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's just sometimes surprising how quick and fast those, those uh, credit cards you know, add up, and all of a sudden you, you, you're in quicksand, and you right. can't get out. Financial quicksand. So, you know, as you say, it's a it's a last resort. Um, so you do the last resort. You're in a position that you can't get out of. Uh, you you decide to to file bankruptcy. What are some of the consequences? Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I've I've been around people who've declared bankruptcy. I, I've heard about it. You know, I'm in the radio business. You hear about it on the radio all the time. It, all I really know is that it affects your credit record for what? Seven years, something like that. Uh, it it will be on your credit report for ten years. Ten years. Okay. Where did yeah. I get seven? Uh, seven years. Uh, 
I, I'm not sure. I think that, uh, you know, bankruptcy has been around for a long time, and, and there's references uh, in the Bible talking about uh, relie- relie- relieving someone of their debt for right. every seven years or something. And so oh. I, I don't know, maybe it came from that. But, <laughs> but it, as long as I've been practicing bankruptcy, which is probably longer than I care to admit, right. but it's 25 years, <laughs> um, the, the bankruptcies. Uh, on, has been able to be on a credit report for ten years. Okay, but but that isn't necessarily a bad thing. And does it show what? Why would it not be a bad thing if there's a bankruptcy on your credit report? Well, because uh, when someone goes through a bankruptcy, it sends a message to all the creditors out there that they have just gone through a bankruptcy and they've most likely eliminated a lot of debt. Okay, and that is the signal to creditors to go after that person. Credit right. the credit industry has. Found, I mean, they've realized that people coming out of a bankruptcy is a very lucrative market segment. Because they obviously have poor judgment up to that point. And is or that what they're thinking? They're, they're thinking that they've got somebody who has regular income that doesn't have to pay all these other creditors. Right. And the new creditor wants to jump on the bandwagon and say, we'll give you credit. It's usually at a higher interest rate right. initially until you can you know, reestablish your credit. But, but literally, I, I, you know, like I said, I've been doing bankruptcies long enough to fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, mm-hmm. I have a lot of re- repeat clients. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm glad they're coming back to me, but sure. it's unfortunate that, that they have to yes. because it, it, it is that, uh, it is a trap. That uh, is astonishing to me. I, I just always assumed that once you declared a bankruptcy and it appeared on your credit report that people would stay away from you and that you couldn't get a credit card. But you're saying it's often quite the opposite. The exact opposite. Oh, my gosh. That is that is crazy. So yeah. what other negative consequences could occur when you declare bankruptcy? Well, uh, again, you... you um, in the bankruptcy process, you, if you have assets that are not exempt, the trustee is obligated to collect those assets, turn them into cash, and distribute to the creditors. If you have a boat uh, that you like to take out to Lake Mead and, right. and, and you you know, sell spend the some boat. time out there, it's not an exempt asset. So is, or do you have the opportunities to, to sell it at market price, or is it seized somehow? The, the trustee will... will well, the, the, the trustee will give you two options. If the debtor can round up some money from friends or relatives to pay fair market value for that right. vote, the, the trustee will allow them to do that. Okay. Um, but the trustee will ob- is obligated to take those non-exempt assets and sell them at highest price that they can get mm-hmm. because that is the portion of the, the assets that are distributed to the creditors that are asked to to go away without being paid in full. What about uh, like stocks and and uh, investments and things like that? Um, the, the, they're generally speaking, they're not exempt unless they are in a four hundred one k or an IRA. Okay. If they're in an IRA or a four hundred one k, they are exempt. But if you just have a, um, a regular investment account uh, with an investment firm and you've got twenty thousand dollars in a bankruptcy that is not an exempt asset and the trustee will require that to be turned over and that twenty thousand dollars will be distributed to, to creditors and there's no exceptions to that so I mean so if you're in the bankruptcy then you're putting your investments in jeopardy bankruptcy law is is you know black and white okay um, it, 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 it's either exempt or it's not exempt okay you can't go to the trustee and say hey you know we, we really need this twenty thousand dollars in my investment account the trustee says sorry um, interesting, interesting. What about uh, like a, a property? You own a lake house. You own a uh, whatever. 
Well, a second if, property is if what I mean. If it's not your pr- primary residence, it's not exempt. Really? Yes. Okay, so this is not necessarily something you want to enter into lightly because you it, could lose a lot of good things. Absolutely do not want to enter into it lightly. Um, the um, Again, the homestead exemption is, is limited to primary residence. And um, if you've got a house up at Mount Charleston and, and, and you want to file bankruptcy, it, it probably is not going to be a Chapter 7. It might be a 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be, you know, if it's an investment property, we, there's things that you can do. But, um, you know, if it's, if it's a second house and it's not your primary residence, it can't, you, you can't exempt two houses. So is there anything else that you can think of that surprises people when they get into the bankruptcy procedure where they, where they, they thought that something might be safe and it's not? Anything that you can think of? Um, I mean, when you said home goods, what does that household include? Household goods? Yeah, what is household goods? It's your, your furniture, your, your TV, your computer. Your things Grandma's that, diamond necklace? Well, that actually it would probably be exempt as a uh, keepsake. Okay. There, there's the the list of exemption is uh, is pretty long, uh, and I don't know that we have time to to go into it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what we do have time to go into. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to be talking about the difference between the two types of uh, bankruptcy that you can file as an individual, Chapter 7 and Chapter 13. Uh, if you have a question for Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowe & Associates about bankruptcy, give us a call at 702-257-5396. We'll be back on Ask the Experts on AM 720 KDWN. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. Welcome back. I'm Brian Black talking to Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. And today we're talking about bankruptcy. And if you have a question about bankruptcy, give us a call at 702-257-5396. Bob, we've talked about, uh, you know, the negative consequences of filing bankruptcy. And I, I believe that... Uh, considering how hard Las Vegas was hit in the 2008 recession, uh, I I know a lot of people that ended up filing for bankruptcy and, and going through similar procedures. You know, um, there's two main types of bankruptcy. I think you mentioned a minute ago that an individual might file: Chapter Seven and Chapter Thirteen. Can you tell me what a Chapter Seven bankruptcy is? Uh, chapter Seven bankruptcy is commonly referred to as the liquidation uh, bankruptcy. The assets that are not exempt are liquidated. That mm-hmm. is. Uh, that m- money that is generated from those ter- uh, are distributed to the creditors, right? And that's it. Okay. Um, they get the di- discharge is entered relatively quickly, and the bankruptcy, for all intents and purposes, is over. A thirteen is a different type of a bankruptcy where uh, the bankruptcy can go on uh, for thirty-six to sixty months. Okay. And in a thirteen, uh, there are certain things that you can do in a thirteen that you can't do in a in a chapter seven. Let's go back to the example of where you had an asset that wasn't exempt and you didn't want to give up your, that boat. Okay. And so but you were willing to continue to work hard and make extra money. And in that Chapter 13 p- plan that you proposed, you proposed to p- make payments to the Chapter 13 trustee, which taken together equals what the value of that boat is. Okay. So the trustee will in a 13 will say, okay, if you're willing to pay the value of the boat, to me over monthly payments, you can keep the boat and I'll take the money and we'll distribute to the creditors. The creditors get what they were entitled to. The debtor gets to keep the boat, but it requires a, a, 
a payment to it through the bankruptcy court for a period of 36 to 60 months. Now, is that like credit? Is there like a, a charge on top of that, or is it just the, the value of the boat broken up into th- to 36 parts? Um, it, it's it's basically, uh, it's called a liquidation value. Mm-hmm. As long as you are willing to pay what the trustee would collect by selling the boat, it, then you've met liquidation value and you, you can... Uh, complete a Chapter 13 plan and keep that boat. Now, you mentioned being able to work harder and earn extra money. Is that is that quite literally the case? Do you have to actually increase your income in order to qualify for this? Well, if it depends on the, the person's financial situation. Um, tip, usually, if you're filing bankruptcy, um, your, your income is, uh, you know, not much more than what your li- regular living expenses right. are. Um, and if this person is is making more money uh, than what their living expenses are, then they're in a position to to uh, you know pay extra okay. to the trustee and and pay that off. It, it, there's also a misconception. I mean, in a thirteen, when you when you uh, go through a chapter thirteen, you pay what you can afford, and it doesn't necessarily um, mean that. Once you've paid off a certain amount, you're done. If you're in a 36-month plan, you pay uh, what you can afford right. for 36 months. And if you pay off more than what the value of that boat is, the creditors are going to get more. Okay. Um, and so if you choose to do a 13, um, you, you pay basically what you can afford. And that amount is determined by taking your income, subtracting your living expenses, all of your bills, the, the you know, all of the monthly bills that you end up paying and and comparing that amount to what your income is and that is is that is constitutes the the chapter 13 payment okay so um is there i mean i know every case is different which one do you mostly recommend well again it, it depends on the situation the circumstances uh, uh chapter 13 is done and over with relatively quickly mm-hmm. you know in Four or five months, for all intents and purposes, the the bankruptcy is over, and you can get on with your life. In a Chapter 13, it goes on. In fact, I just recently had a case where a person was in a 13 to to basically pay the fair market value of an automobile back over the 36 months because she couldn't afford to make the payment that was required. But she was able to make a payment which constituted the fair market value in, in 36 months. And during that time... Um, she, uh, she had a, a, a relative pass away that left her some money. Well, oh. that is c- comes into the into the equation, and the Chapter Thirteen trustee uh, wants to collect as much as they can right. during that thirty six months to sixty months uh, to distribute to the creditors. So, uh, you know, it, it it really depends on the situation. Sometimes uh, a th- seven is the is much better than a 13, and sometimes a 13 is much better than a 7. In fact, uh, when the housing market crashed and we were, um, the people had been encouraged by the banks to take out seconds on their house uh, and, 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 you know, use it for whatever, and right. then the housing crashed, the values of the properties uh, reduced, were reduced so much that the, the seconds were completely unsecured. Right. In other words, the value of the the house went below what was owed on the first and these seconds were completely unsecured and and in in that situation we we were able to um, 
basically go through a chapter 13, make payments for a period of time, and, and make turn that second into an unsecured debt, which is dischargeable in a, in a chapter 13. Oh, that's convenient. So um, every, every case is different. So you're going through a chapter 13. Are you aiming for like a sweet spot? I mean, um, when, when you're planning this, this what, you're, what you need to do. I mean, um, you said in certain circumstances you can afford to pay more, and so therefore you do. Is that an ideal situ- uh, situation that you're trying to pay as much as possible? Or is your, your role in planning the Chapter 13 to make it so that you're paying enough but not too much? Well, our, our plan is to do what's best for the client. But right. we, we do have some restrictions in the, in the bankruptcy code. In fact, if, uh, if you're making over a certain amount... Um, under the, the 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 new bankruptcy law that was revised back in 2005, there is a presumption that you can afford to pay a portion of your debt back. So right. you know someone that's making an individual that's making a hundred thousand dollars a year is not a candidate for Chapter Seven. Okay. Because there are thresholds, and if your income is above that threshold, then the the the, the bankruptcy uh, provisions presume that you're earning enough to cover your living expenses and you have something left over to pay to the unsecured creditors in the 13. Basically, the, 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 the revisions of the bankruptcy law that happened uh, 10 years ago were designed to push more people into a 13 because there was, I feel, a misconception that people were filing a Chapter 7 when they could afford to pay some of their debt back. So, okay. so, so there, there are thresholds uh, for a Chapter 7, uh, depending on the size of household. Right. A, a household of one, uh, the threshold is much lower than a household of five. Okay. And so the first, the first thing that we do is look at the income that's coming in and compare that to, uh, you know, the, the threshold. And if their income is above the threshold, we have to then go a little bit deeper and see, okay, what, what are these payments what is this income going to, to see if we can even get them in a third, in a Chapter 7. Sometimes we don't have a choice. Well, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Chapter 7 and 13 bankruptcy for the individuals and how you can visit Brian A. Lowe and Associates and set up a free appointment to talk about whether you need to enter into a bankruptcy or not. Give us a call at 702-257-5396 if you've got a question for Bob Wynn. I'm Brian Black. We'll be back in just a moment with Ask the Experts. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob Wynn of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Today we're talking about bankruptcy. And uh, Bob, I'd like to congratulate you, by the way. You did a fine job of carrying the show while I was having a coughing fit in the background. I've been fighting off a uh, cold for about two weeks now, and uh, you did a great job. So I just want to let you know. I, we'll have you back anytime, anytime I have a cold. Great. great. <laughs> be, be happy to do it. <laughs> so um, we're talking about bankruptcy, and we're talking about the differences between Chapter 7 and Chapter 13. So I'm the guy who thinks that he needs to file bankruptcy. I give you a call. I call Brian A. Lowe and Associates at 702-259-0002, or I can go online to uh, southernnevadalawyers.com and contact you guys. I set up an appointment. How much does it cost to talk to you? It doesn't cost a thing, and, and what you'll do is you will come into the office, and, and you will fill out a, a just a one-page uh, form that kind of gives me an idea, kind of a, a basic idea of what your financial situation is. It, does, it takes five minutes. If you're if you're right, really, really slow. Right, um, and then you will come in and sit down with me. You'll meet with the attorney, yeah, uh, and and we'll talk. I'll, I'll find out. I'll ask questions. Uh, find out 
what's causing the problem and what the situation is, and then I'll ex- explain to you what the options are and give you my uh, opinion on, as to what would best be in your best interest to do. Okay, and I think one thing that I've heard over the years, uh, even from from your own firm, is a mistake that a lot of people make is they'll call and they'll say, how much does it cost to file bankruptcy? And that's not the right question. Um, (laughs) The right question is, how much will it help me to file bankruptcy, and do I even really need to do it? And that's why the free consultation is in place, correct? Exactly, exactly. Um, And, and, you know, as far as the cost goes, uh, we know... After I meet with you, I, I will know whether it's going to be a basic thing that, that with the, 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 the basic fee that is, you know, pretty consistent in the industry or whether there are issues there that is, can't be dealt with um, uh, with just the basic uh, Chapter 7 uh, situation. Well, and to be completely above board, the more you have to work, the more it's going to cost, right? I mean, it's just like anything. It's like getting your car fixed. It's like getting your anything done yeah. for you is, is, you know, if you have to work more, then that's just what it costs. That, that is true. However, for bankruptcy, generally what we, we have a, a set fee that covers certain, in, certain items, certain okay. things that we have to do in 90% of the Chapter 7s. Okay. And about 90% of our, my bankruptcies fall within that that set fee. Okay. It's only uh, under rare situations or rare circumstances that, that we ever have to go above uh, the set fee, which is, again, you know, every petition that is filed, one of the schedules is what the attorney's are charging okay. that person. So everybody knows what everybody charges. And for the most part... Uh, for for most of the bankruptcy attorneys, uh, there it, it, it's very standard. It's very standard, and so you don't have to worry about just yet another debt, yet another cost. If you're already in this terrible situation, I can understand why somebody might be reticent to go spend yeah, yeah. money to get out of it. Yeah. So I, I've decided that you know I've I've met with you and we've talked about my situation, and it appears as though it might be the best thing for me to go through with bankruptcy. You've tried to talk me out of it, but you found out that the, that the facts speak for themselves. We need to do a bankruptcy. What do I need to provide for you? Well, what we you will first start off by getting a credit report. Uh, we give you a website where you can go on and, and log on and, and pull a credit report free of charge. Okay. Um, if you don't want to do that yourself, we will do it for you. But we go through a, a company that actually charges us for those. Right. So, so most 95% of my clients pull it off themselves because it doesn't cost anything. There is a credit counseling class that you will get online and do. Uh, that has to be done before the petition's filed. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get your get six months' worth of all of your income records, six months' worth of your bank statements, the last three years of tax returns. And and um, you'll bring those in and, and we'll take that information as well as a, 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 a another questionnaire that you fill out after you, you've met with me, you've gone home. Because in the petition, we have to list all of your assets, we list, list all of your debts, we list your income, we list your expenses, we list some other financial matters, how much you earned this year, how much you earned last year, to give the court a, an idea of what the financial situation is too. So you, after you meet with me and decide, hey, bankruptcy is the thing to do. Uh, you'll go home with the packet for either a chapter seven or a 13. They're, for the most part, they're very similar. There are a few differences. 
you'll go home, you'll put that information together, and then you'll make an appointment to come back in, sit down with us, and, and we, we take that information and, and we, we begin preparing the petition that has to be filed with the court. The filing of the petition starts the bankruptcy. And okay. when, that, when we push the button, we can file them electronically, and when we push the button, the bankruptcy is in place and the automatic stay goes into place that, that stops all collection action. Okay. It's one of the most in, uh, powerful injunctions in law. Even stops the IRS from uh, continuing their collection action if, you know. So uh, everyone has to stop what they're doing until you get this uh, set up. Almost everyone. Oh, well you almost say almost. Who, 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 who would be accept, there, there, accepted from that? There are exceptions um, um, uh, and I, you know, it's Vinny from down the street? Not no. no. Vinny from down the street is is prohibited, but um, there are there are some exceptions to the automatic stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it generally uh, child support situations. Uh, uh, I got gotcha. you. Um, maybe some um, there 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 are a few exceptions. Some court ordered type stuff. Yeah, but generally speaking, most of the creditors have to just back off and let the bankruptcy run its course. Okay, and if the ultimate result is a discharge. All debts that are dischargeable go away, but not all debts are dischargeable. Hmm, interesting. So can you go into that a little bit more about what debts might not be dischargeable? Uh, well, child support, spouse support, those types of, of, of debts are not dischargeable. Uh, student loans uh, are, are... Darn it! ...are generally <laughs> not dischargeable. Um, I was really hoping for that one. Go ahead. Certain taxes are not dischargeable. Mm-hmm. Certain, some taxes are. Oh, wow. Depending on, this, on the situation. Um, and so there, there are... Some debts that are not dischargeable. If if a uh, if a creditor has a lien on property, mm-hmm. uh, the debt goes away. The lien does not. Oh, what that means is you can't file a bankruptcy and and wipe out your first mortgage. Right. They still have that that security interest represented by that deed of trust. And if they don't get their payments, mm-hmm. they have a right to foreclose, whether you file bankruptcy or not. So yeah, it's they, not a magic pill. That you it's take. not. If if the, Court, if the the mortgage company wants to foreclose and they want to foreclose during the bankruptcy, they have to get get permission from the court. Right. It's called the lifting of the automatic stay. Now you've talked about petitioning the court and you know the involvement of the court, obviously, because you're a lawyer and that's what you do is you petition the court. Do you have to appear in court during a bankruptcy? Good question. Uh, f- most of the time, no. Okay. Um, when the petition is filed, notices are sent out to all the creditors. Um, and a trustee is appointed. We have uh, several Chapter 7 trustees, and they, they're appointed on a random basis, and that, that trustee is the person that's in charge of making sure the bankruptcy laws are complied with. And there is a meeting that is set up with the trustee, and that is usually about 30 days after the petition is filed. And at that meeting, uh, it's the opportunity for the trustee to meet the debtor and ask the, the, the debtor questions to find out if the bankruptcy laws are being complied with. Uh, that's that's where they want to know if they've got money hidden under the mattress, and they, right. it's 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 under oath. You, you it's just like uh, test, testifying in court. So, if you'd like to talk to Bob Wynn about the possibility of bankruptcy or any aspect of putting your affairs in order, please call Brian A. Lowe and Associates. Their number is 702-259-0002, or you can visit them online at southernnevadalawyers.com. My name is Brian Black. I've been talking to Bob Wynn. Thank you for being here, Bob. My pleasure, Brian. We'll be back next Monday on Ask the Experts on AM 720 KDWN.